Father, as we minister a word on hope today, I pray that it will comfort the hearts and lives of everyone who hears it, Father. Ultimately, you'll get all the glory from it. Lives will be changed. Father, people will come back to Christ. You will continue to increase your kingdom all over the world through online ministering today, Father. So we pray for a revival to break out in living rooms and kitchens and dining rooms yes. and basements all over the world today. Yes. And may more souls be brought into your kingdom today than ever in the history of Christianity. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Amen. Or typed in. Amen. Praise yes, God. Yes. Well, we're glad to have you all online today. Of course, we miss you. We wish we could actually hug you. We could shake your hand, but we can't. But we can give you a virtual hug. We can shake your hand virtually. But we also want you to check in right now. We just want to make sure that our family, our linked up family and friends, we want to make sure that you are doing well. So type in where you're watching from right now. Type your name in, Near city far. that you're watching from, yes. and just let us know that you're with us. We'll go back through and read all of the comments because we're excited to know that even though we can't physically be together, we are still linked up and connected virtually. And we're going to go right. back through and read right. all of them to make sure that everyone is doing well. Just let us know that you're good and where you're watching from. So my wife and I, we're going to minister a message on hope today. And we just trust that it will find its mark, it will reach your hearts, and it will bless your lives today. Amen. So we're going to start out. All of the notes can they, that today can be found in the version. You all can be seated. It can be found in the version uh, Bible app. Just go right there. They should be right there online as well as in the linked up church app. And so we're going to really uplift you today from the Word of God. Now, the title of the message today is on hope. Dictionary.com defines hope this way, and I believe Dictionary.com agrees with the Bible. It says, number one, the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for our best. I came to tell you today that everything will work out for our good, and That's it right. will turn out That's for right. our best. Definition number two is a person or thing in which expectations are centered. All of our expectation and all of our hope is in God. Definition number three, to look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence, to believe, to desire, or to trust. And then definition number four, to feel that something desired may happen. I need somebody just right where you're sitting, right where you're watching right now. Just say it by faith. Something good is happening to me now. Something good is happening to me now. Praise God. And so let's look at our foundation text today. Our foundation text is found in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. And notice one of the descriptions of God right at the beginning of this text is, now may the God of hope. Notice he is defined as the God of hope. That word hope there means to anticipate with pleasure, to have a confident expectation, or to have faith in the God of hope. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. This is what God wants you to maintain throughout this season. Don't let the devil steal your joy. 
Let the God of hope fill you with all joy. That word joy means cheerfulness. It means calm, and it means delight. Stay relaxed, family. God is still in control. Notice, he doesn't just want to fill you with joy. He also wants to fill you with peace. And that word peace there means prosperity, quietness, rest, to be set at one again. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with right now. But I'm confessing and I'm speaking over your life that prosperity is coming to you now. Yes. Things are being set and made right now. Even if it looks like you've taken a step back, your setback is only temporary and yes. it is setting you up for a tremendous comeback. That's right. God is lining everything up in your favor That's right. so that when we come out of this, we won't smell like smoke. Our clothes will not be burned, and we will come out better than when we went in. That's what God wants to fill us with in believing. The word believing means faith in a person, a thing, to put your trust in or to commit to. Now, all of that is so that you may abound. This word abound means to superabound, to be in excess, to excel, to exceed, and to increase in hope. So notice the God of hope wants you to increase in your hope. That's right. Because he's got your back. God will not let you down. He will not fail you. So this tells you then that our hope, we can actually increase it. Let's not turn it down. Let's increase it. Let's believe for God to do more. Let's believe to come out better. Let's believe that everything will be better at the end of this than it was at the start of it. We can increase in our hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that mean? When you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. And the more you spend time in the Word, more time you spend in prayer, praying in other tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost, it can literally increase your faith. It can increase your hope that God is who He said He is, and every promise in Him is yes Yes and and amen. amen. And you can take that to the bank, family. Now, we are going to talk about four keys to understanding hope because, you know, despair is everywhere. And I think that, this is the, that these are the times when Christians can shine the brightest. Right. God said he's the omnipresent, he's omniscient, and he's everywhere every, and knows all things. And in that, he can evangelize, he can cause revival, even upon someone who just happened upon this YouTube station, happened upon Facebook Live, happened upon our app. He's able to cause revival and stir up hope and regenerate a, a, a zeal in him and advance his kingdom even in the midst of this. This is when we shine the brightest. Now, four keys to understanding hope. Number one, where does hope come from? Where does hope come from? Just as Pastor Gregory just spoke, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, it starts out, I love the way the New Life Virgin says it because he makes it real plain in there. In fact, Romans chapter 15, in one of my Bibles, the, uh, the subtopic there is the divine antidote against despair. How about that? The divine antidote against despair. And it's plainly in the New Life Version, it says our help comes from God. Our help simply comes from God. He is the promiser. He is the way maker. He is the refuge. He is the, he is the victory. He is the champion. He is the promise keeper. He, he's able to do above and beyond what we ask or think when our hope is stilled in him. I love the way Psalms chapter 39, verse, stanza 7 puts it in the... Um, excuse me, in your notes in the uh, Passion Translation, but I looked it up in the Thomas Nelson's Voice Translation, and it says there, in light of all this, Lord, 
What I'm really waiting for, what am I really waiting for? You, because you are my hope. Now, we don't know when David wrote this, but what's obviously and painfully, painfully obvious, rather, is that David was in the midst of drama. He was in the, I mean, he seemed like he was always in the midst of something, didn't he? I mean, he's, he's being hunted. He's, he's talking about his enemies. He's talking about keeping his mouth shut, shut in the midst of his enemies. He's talking about just trying to stay positive in the midst of all the chaos that's going on around him. And then when he realized he couldn't hope in his best friend, he couldn't hope in his mentor, he couldn't hope in his family, he says, but my hope, Father, my hope, Lord, is in you. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. Again, you have it in the Passion, but I looked it up in the message as well. And it says, just to make it plain, because, you know, I saved the messages, the ghetto translation. But in Ephesians chapter 2, 11, verse 13, he says, don't take any of this for granted. It, is only ye- it was only yesterday that you outsiders to God's ways had no idea of any of this. See, at one time, we had no idea of God's power, his sovereignty, his love, his promises, his authority. We had no idea about this until we came into him. And this is exactly what Paul is talking about here. He says, you didn't know the first thing about the way God works. Hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing of that rich history of God's covenants and promises in Israel. Hadn't a clue about what God was doing in the world at large. But now, but now, but now because of Christ dying that death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of it altogether are in on everything. You are in on everything. You're not missing out on anything. God's showing you a way in which he's putting you in a position where when you think there is no way, if you just put your hope in him, he will show you that there's multiple ways to take care of whatever you're going through. Now, Romans chapter 15, well, no, let me go back here. Uh, I'm just, this is not in your notes, but I just want to end it with this before I pass the baton. 2 Thessalonians 2.16 in the Passion Translation says, Now may the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father God, and our Father God, who loved us and in his wonderful grace gave us eternal comfort and a beautiful hope that cannot fail. So where does our hope come from? It comes from God. It comes from God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So now, she just defined where does hope come from. Let's also look at what is hope. It's one of my favorite verses in the Scripture. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 13, and we're going to look at verse 12. Where or what is hope? Yes. Many years ago, there was a, a pastor, a preacher, and he, he coined this phrase. You all might remember it, money cometh. How many of you all remember that? Many years ago, right? And he'd have everyone put their hand out, and uh, he called it a lever, but it's a lever, right? He'd say, let's pull the lever, right? How many of y'all remember that? You go back that far, or my age and myself right now, right? And and so one day I was reading this verse, and and really the Lord uh, gave me something similar to that, which was desire cometh. I mean, every desire in your heart, God placed it there. That's right. If you desire to be married, God placed that desire there. If you desire to have a family, God placed that desire there. If you desire to own a business, God placed that desire there. Whatever longings you have in your heart, God placed those there. 
And I'm telling you, he is more than able to bring it to pass in your life. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, the New King James Version says, hope deferred. That word deferred means drawn out, it means prolonged, and it means delayed. So in other words, never lose hope. And for all of our young people watching out there right now, hope is actually dope. Don't lose your hope. (laughs) So hope deferred or drawn out or prolonged or delayed, watch this. It makes your heart sick. People become hope or become sick when they lose hope. That's right. Folks, don't let what's going on in this world right now cause you to lose any hope and whatever it is that you've been desiring. Because I'm telling you, God is actually working on it while all of this is going on. God is literally building it. I haven't lost hope in anything. Actually, we might even buy the land while all of this is going on. Might be a little cheaper right now. Come on, somebody somebody help me somewhere out there today. The thinking has to be different. We can't delay our hope. We can't defer our hope. We can't prolong our hope. We must keep our hope alive. So hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. And we all know that the tree of life in the garden was designed to give us life, prosperity, healing, hope, and and victory in every area of our lives, folks. So as long as we don't lose hope, we will always live and operate from the tree of life. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. And let's read verses 18 through 25. Again, I'm looking in the New King James Version. Studying this just really uplifted me and it blessed me. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Nothing that's going on right now cannot even be compared to the glory that's getting ready to be revealed in us. Now, the glory he's referring to is the glory of heaven, when we no longer have to live on this earth, when we have transformed bodies, when we're no no longer dealing with sickness or disease or viruses. Folks, I want you to know I'm less concerned about what's going on right now And I'm more excited about where we're going. Folks, this earth is fading and it's dying. We are just pilgrims passing through. This is not our home. We should be more excited about where we're going than actually what's physically happening right here on this earth. So he says here, compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us, the rest of the text will bear that out. For the earnest expectation of the creation or humankind eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Folks, the world is waiting for us to show up and show out during times like this. The world is looking for answers and the church has the answers. I still believe that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world and the church is the hope of the local communities all around our world. Folks, God and this world is waiting for us to show up and show people how to live during times like this. Keep confessing, keep believing because they're watching to see how will we respond during times like these. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected 
to futility or vanity, not willingly, but because of him who subject, subjected it to hope. So we were all born into a falling world, folks. This world is dying. Everything around us is crumbling. Let's not be surprised. This is not the last time we will see something like this. But keep your hope in God, because as it's getting darker for the world, it's actually getting a lot yeah, brighter for right, the church right. and for the people of God. I need somebody to say amen to that yes. right now. Yes. Type in yes. amen to that. Amen. Believe in that. Keep your hope in that. Verse 21, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption, which is these physical bodies in the world that we live in, into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. Folks, as sin is rising in the earth, the earth is responding to that. So there'll be more sickness, more disease, more earthquakes, more pestilence. It'll be more of that, but it will not come near us. Yes. I said it will not come near us. God has a supernatural way of protecting us. The blood has not lost its power. And it is still at work in the lives of the people that believe in it until this day. Verse 23, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, those that have been born again, and His Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside of them, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption or the redemption of our bodies. For we were saved in this hope. But what hope, but what, but what hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, then we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Yes. Folks, I want to remind you again, this world is not our own. Pay your houses off. Pay your cars off. Get out of debt. Simplify your life. Yes. Live with margin. Build margin into your life. If nothing else, let this be a great awakening to the body of Christ that we can no longer operate under this world system because this world system is crumbling, but God's economy is still growing. That's right. That's right. So, number three, how do, we, how do I get hope? Number three, how do I get hope? A, by believing patiently. Yeah. By believing patiently. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 through 20 in the New King James says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because we could, he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swore by the, the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God determined to show more abundantly to the heirs. Who's an heir? We're an, I'm an heir. I'm an heir. I am part of the seed of Abraham, of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope 
we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, Abraham remained patient for 13 years. God made him a promise, a covenant that was so superior that he could only swear by himself. And Abraham had to wait 13 years until he saw the manifestation of that hope. Noah had to build and preach the gospel by himself. We up here dealing with only, what, about 20, 20 people, our staff. Uh, right now, Noah had no one. Yet he preached his gospel for 100 years while building that, that ark. The same message. The same message, 100 years. This ain't nothing compared with the people who didn't have the blood had to endure. So through his mess-ups, through his, back, his backsliding, through his bad decisions, through him trying to figure it out on his own, Abraham still walked in the fulfillment of that promise. Verses 18 through 20 we, uh, lets us know that, so, so that we're to hang on to that hope, that, 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 that God's promises are manifested and is active in our lives even when we don't see it. Right. Letting go, not letting go until heaven. See, it's your experiences of God's victory in the past that stirs up a hope into your future and into your present. That's right. B, by God's word. By God's word, this is how I get hope, by his word. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Well, let me read from the message translation, verses 3 and 4. Whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live. The scriptures imparts to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. This is where the word of God is power in your life. He says where his word is sown, it shall produce some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. He said his word is sharper than any two-edged sword, tearing the son of the very flesh from the very thoughts of your mind. So when you have his word inside of you, hope is on autopilot. Yeah. You can't, you feel uncomfortable even entertaining the thought of fear. You, you, you just feel convicted instantly when hope is abandoned. That's and you find yourself having to go back and say, I can't even let that come out my mouth. Yeah. I can't even let myself argue over some toilet tissue. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. In fact, let me look for opportunities where God is blessing me. Yeah. Because it's in these situations that he leads me into his prosperity. Yeah. Romans uh, uh, C, letter C, by the Holy Spirit. By, how do I get hope? By way of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 13, 15, we spent a lot of time there. But Romans 15, verse 13 in the message, it says, Oh, oh, may the God of green hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives, filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit, will brim over with hope. Jude tells us to build ourselves up in our faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. So see, when we understand that we belong to God, and that when our treasure is in His presence and in His Word and in praying in the Holy Spirit, Hope is alive. Hope is vibrant. Hope is effective. I put it like this. Hope sees, faith acts. Hope sees, but faith acts. That's so good. That's so good. I love what the beginning of that verse says in the message. Oh, may the God of green hope fill you with joy. Yes. 
Green always represents life, provision, life, yes. right? And so I want to encourage somebody's heart today. Even if you don't receive the government's bailout package, oh. God's already given you a bailout fact, package. It pales in comparison. And his name is Jesus. Yes. And folks, it has benefits that are eternal. They never run out. There's never a lack of supply. And so don't put all of your faith in the government bailing you out. Put all of your faith in the green hope of God's ability to bail you out, not just now, but throughout all of eternity. And number four, as we bring this on down today, how much hope is enough? How much hope is enough? Folks, we cannot have enough hope. That's right. You cannot exhaust hope. You cannot outgrow hope. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and I want to read that out of the Amplified Bible. I'm really getting myself happy right now. Man, there's some good stuff coming to us. There's some good stuff coming to you. That's I'm right. telling you, sometimes if you understand a slingshot, how much hope is enough, you got to remember a slingshot has to be pulled back yep. before it can be propelled for further. For somebody in here in the spirit realm, all God is allowing you to do right now is to be pulled back. Stretched a little bit. So that he can shoot you further than you've ever been. That's right. How much hope is enough, folks? We don't, we can't exhaust the hope of God. I want to believe for somebody to get their house paid off during this season. Come on, I want to believe that somebody is being healed while watching this right now. Back pain is going away right now, even as we're ministering through this screen right now. God is healing that lower back. Just go ahead and get up and begin to move that right now. I want to believe, God, that somebody was experiencing chest pains, and God is healing your chest right now. Those pains are going away right now. There's someone that was struggling with breathing while watching this broadcast. And now the Holy Spirit is literally breathing through your, your lungs. Just take a deep breath right there and just begin to breathe out naturally. God is healing your lungs right now and curing you in that area. How much hope is enough, folks? We cannot out-hope God's ability to provide for us That's in right. every right. aspect of our lives. That's right. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 bears me out in the Amplified Bible. Now to him. Who is able? Able. We can close these Bibles and go home right now. If all we knew is that God was able, we don't need to know nothing else, folks. We can put all our hope in the fact that God is able. But, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't need to understand what you're going through. What I understand is that God is able. But, Pastor, you don't know what my job told me. I don't need to know what your job told you. All I need to know is that God is able. And if he didn't say nothing else in that verse, if I could get a little bit of help in here today. If he doesn't say nothing else in that verse, then he is able. That's right. That's right. What is he able to do to carry out his purpose? Now, why do I want to take my time here? Because it's only his purpose that he provides for. You got to remember, if you're doing what you want to do, then it's your bill. That's right. That's right. You're doing what he asked you to do, then it's his bill. That's right. But he's able to carry out his purpose to the point where you lose nothing. So this is a great time for us to reflect and to get in prayer, to realign ourselves, make sure that we're doing 
what he's asked us to do and called us to do, and that we're living out his purposes and not just our purposes. Yes. Remember, if God's called you to Linked Up Church, Linked Up Church has a purpose. That's right. Every single one of its members need to be involved in one of two areas. You need to be on a dream team. Yes. So now's a good time to pray about your gifting and where God wants to plant you. Amen. Every single one of our members needs to be connected in some capacity to our connect groups. This is teaching us more than ever before that we need each other. Even though we can't physically come to a building, that doesn't mean we can't still be the church. That's right. And I want to remind you, the church is not this building, which we're learning right now. The church are the people and the families that attend this building. And we need each other more so than ever. So now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly more than all that we could dare ask or think. Yes. I don't know about you, I could ask for a whole lot. Yeah. And God said, I can do super beyond that. Yes. I don't know about you all, but I dream big. Anybody else yes. dream big? I dream big, I think big. I, I wanna I see God do big things. And God is saying, I'm way beyond you, young fella. He's able to do this infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes, and dreams. Yes. But watch this. It's according to the power that is at work within us. It's according to the power that is at work within us. Work with that a little bit. It is according to the power that's at work within us. He can do it, but it's according to the power. And see, and that's where we, when you back up in that same chapter, he's talking about the abounding power of his love. And when we walk in the confidence, not so much in our ability to love, but in the confidence of his love towards us, there is no weapon formed that can prosper against us. It might form, but it will not prosper. We might walk through the shadow of the valley of death, but it will not come nigh unto us. He has set a hedge of protection. He has Mount Garda angels around you whereby Satan cannot befall. So that power that's in you, is the confidence of his love towards us, which stirs up this hope and propels us to respond to that love by loving others. And right now, many of you are under the order of shelter in place. This is an opportunity for you to get in line with your family, to love your family, to put down the screens, and to say, let's come together for five minutes of prayer. Let's come together for a meal together. Let's put away the screens. Let's shut down the TV. Let's close the computer, the laptop, and let's come together in one accord as a family because we haven't had this opportunity before. I truly believe that God is setting us up right now so that we, even in distance, can experience the power of his spirit yes. with one another. That's so good. So, so I believe, I'm in line with that. I believe God is allowing this whole world to be slowed down. Yep. Pumping the brakes. Pump the brakes and realize that, that this, you are not in control. Yes. God is in control. Yes. And this allows all of us to... To, to get a different perspective, to, to reflect and think about what's really real in life. Yes. What's important in life? Your marriages, your families, your children, your church, the things of God. This is a real good time. So God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above yes. anything that we can ask or think. But we've got to release that power. We've got to have faith in his love towards us. 
And we've got to trust and believe that he will not let us down during times like these. And then as he doesn't let us down, we need to think about who does he want to use us to now bless their lives and sustain them and keep them up because it's not just about you. It's also about who does God want you to help during these times. So you let this power out by the things that you say out of your mouth, by what you believe, by who your faith is in, by what you trust, by receiving his love and then walking in that love towards other people. Now, let's conclude with this right here. During times like these, let's share this great hope with others. Now, because social distancing is in place, we can share this hope over the phone. Mm -hmm. We can text message people that we know might be experiencing a tough time. Yeah. We can go on social media and post things. But let's be willing and ready to share with other people this great hope that we have on the inside of us. I am telling you, there's an authority that God has given me for this community. Linked Up Church and its members will suffer no loss. Amen. And any loss that is suffered will be returned seven times greater yes. than what was lost. I need somebody to be in agreement with. There's an authority that I have that God has graced me with just in this community. It's not over the world. It's over this linked up community. And listen to me. We will suffer no loss. As a matter of fact, we'll get better. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I said we will suffer no loss, and we will get better. We will come out better than when we went in. I put all my hope in that. I put all my faith in that. I put all my trust in that. God is doing supernatural things for us right now. We're fighting an invisible enemy, but we keep our faith in an invisible God. That's right. So that's we right, walk by right. faith and not by sight. My hope is in God, and I know that God is good. 1 Peter 3.15, the Passion Translation, bears out why we must be willing in times like these to share this great hope with others. It says, but give reverent honor in your heart to the anointed one and treat him as the holy master of our lives. Wherever you're at right now, whether you're in this room, whether you're watching online, lift your hands up right now to your holy master and give him the reverence and the honor and the respect that he is due right now. Let him know that he is the Lord of your life and you trust in his ability to sustain you in this season. Let him know that you have not lost any confidence in his power or his ability to protect, to provide, to heal, to deliver, and to make whole. Let's reverence our holy King and let's reverence our holy master. God, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord and you are the Lord of our lives. You are Lord of, over this church and we reverence you right now. We honor you right now. We will not speak more about that virus than we speak about you, Father. We will not confess more about that virus. That's why we haven't said his name one time during this message today because all of our hope is in you and we believe that you are greater than that virus. We won't give it any glory. We won't give it any power. We won't give it any authority because you defeated it and you redeemed us from the curse of the law over 2,000 years ago. And we reverence your holy name. We glorify and magnify you. You are God and there is none like you. 
Jesus, you are supreme in authority. says, and if anyone acts about the hope living within you, always be ready to explain your faith. That's right. Always be ready to explain your faith. Never be ashamed of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. I don't know what you're dealing with right now, and I'll just use this as an example. I'm not saying it's happened to anyone, but maybe you were furloughed. You've got to be able to look people in the eye and tell them, but my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There may be bad things happening to you, but you've got to be able to say by faith, my God is working all things out for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. Glory to God. Never be ashamed of this gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be ready to answer any man that wants to know why you have this hope that you have. My hope is in God, folks, and he is good and he is good all the time. time. And I'm trusting it even in a bad situation, he's bringing good out of it. Last verse for the day. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12, the Amplified says this, since we have such a glorious hope and confident expectation, we speak with great courage. Folks, I'm not up here talking boldness in Joel Gregory. I'm talking boldness in God. And I know that my God is more than a conqueror. I know that he's already overcome death. If he freely gave us his son, how shall he not freely give us all things? I know that God makes a way out of no way. I know that in all of these things, I am more than a conqueror. I know that a thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. I know Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I know that he anoints my head with oil. I know my cup cup runs runs over. over. I know that surely goodness and mercy mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Folks, my boldness is not in Joel Gregory. My boldness is in God, and I promise you, watch God show up and watch him show out. Somebody ought to give God glory for that. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory. Somebody should say amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We are coming out gold on the other side of this. Glory to God. Now, if you're watching me today, anything else on your heart, babe? Nope. You're watching me today by the sound and authority of our voices today. Right. We're believing for a worldwide revival virtually today. We're believing for people sitting in living rooms and dining rooms and basements and at kitchen tables. We believe the word is being sent to you and it's finding its mark right in your heart. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, our heart's desire today is that you come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ by confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that God raised him from the grave you can be born again. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I've been operating in fear. I've gone back out into the world. I've left God. Let me tell you, you may have left God, but God has never left left you. He's waiting on you with open arms. Matter of fact, the scripture tells us that he's forever married to the black backslider. 
God's a covenant keeper. And so if you'll return back to him today, if you'll repent and turn back to him today, he'll heal your land and he'll put you back right where you were before you left out back out into the world. Let him restore your life. Let him redeem your life. Let him put your life back together. Yes. I'm inviting you to come back to Christ today. My third invitation, if there's never been a time in our world where people need to be filled with the power of God, the presence of God, and the Spirit of God, it's right now. I know when you became born again, His Spirit came to live on the inside of you, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit coming upon you so that you can have some power on your life to be a witness to Him and to everyone that you come in contact with. If you've never been baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. So you need to know things. You need answers right now. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says that you can pray out divine mysteries and secrets that are in your spirit. While praying in other tongues, it'll bring it to your mind and illuminate. You'll get an understanding and you'll know what to do because God is still leading and guiding you to where the provision is during times like this. But you need that gift in your life. You don't have it. If you've never prayed in other tongues, we can help you do that. My final invitation today is if you don't have a church home, we know that you can't physically come down to the front today, but you can join Linked Up Church virtually. Every invitation that I just gave is right there on the screen in front of you. You can click the link, fill out the information, and a minister will follow up with you within two to three business days. I want to pray for the first two areas right now. Let's cover those. I just want you to put your hand over your heart, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Right there in your living room, right there on your couch, right there in your basement, right there at the dining room table, wherever you're watching from right now, just put your hand over your heart and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father I, believe I believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is, the Son of God. is the Son of God. I believe, I believe that, he died, that He died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. He is alive right Lord now. Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my heart and save me, now. save me now. As a result, As a result of what I confess with my mouth, I what I believe in my heart, I, in my I am right now, am right now born, again, born again and in right standing with God. Right standing. And all my sins, all my sins past, past, present, present and, future, and future are forgiven in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, family. Thank you for joining our online service today. I want to invite you to become a part of our online community by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Download the Linked Up Church app. Visit our website to find out everything that's going on here at Linked Up Church. If you desire to help us reach more people just like you, you can do so by clicking the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, to family, to purpose, and community. Thanks again for watching our service on today. We were so excited to have you and see you next time.